Beautiful, Artie. Thank you. Enjoy. Ah, fuck. Hey! You said frig? Now, wait a minute. I'd like to propose a toast to my family. Someday soon, you're going to have families of your own. And if you're lucky, you'll remember the little moments like this. That were good. Cheers. Hey buddies, this is Steve Simone, and you're listening to Good Times with Steve Simone, and that was the mighty Van Halen, who I missed in concert at the Hollywood Bowl, <sighs> just because I was in Phoenix having a blast. With all your buddies in Phoenix? Yeah, it was so great. There's so many people I have to thank that I, off the top of my head, I, I know I'm going to mess it up. But you got good pizza. Yeah. You had a great time. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Andy and Mike and Matt. Heidi was there. Yeah, and she gave me the best gift ever, because she's a mom. She gave me hand sanitizer. How adorable is that? <laughs> Did she have it like clipped onto her purse? Yeah, it was like a little tiny. I have it in my bag. I can even show it to you. That's hysterical. Now because I keep it. Hold on. How cute is this? Hand sanitizer. Need a hand? See yeah. bright citrus. How, how funny is that? It's like the best mom gift ever. God seriously gives mom ma- gives mom's magical powers. My mom is so excited to see you. I'm so excited She's to so, see your mom. Because she, she felt really bad. When you she was here last time and she tricked and she tricked you into paying oh, uh, paying for that dinner. Was such a so, so I was like, I wanted I the only reason not the only reason but I wanted to treat it would have made me feel good because I want your mom to know how much I love you so I wanted to treat that's what we've lost in society people have lost the concept that if you like really love and respect somebody you're gonna love and respect who they love so it's like what's a better compliment than I could show you as my buddy. Than to take your mom out to dinner, you know what I mean? Well, it made, it made her happy. It made her happy, but then she like for like the next month and a half, every time we talk, she looked at Steve. Is Steve mad? At no, me? I wasn't mad. I mean, I was. She's way smarter than me, obviously, because how she got the credit card. She held her menu up like out of a spy movie, and held her credit card in the menu when she was ordering. Oh yeah, she's she's ready for this. But now now that she's coming in December, she's like. Tell Steve he has to take us out to dinner. Yeah, and you know what I'm thinking of? What I because we've mentioned this on the podcast before, and you can't do it this this week because you're doing drugs. But we should do. Um, I really want to get in the habit of Sunday dinners. At least I think I'm going over to Renazizi's on Sunday anyway. But um, oh, it's great. One week out of the month, I think it would be nice to have you over, Joey over. Like people know they can come, relax. We'll eat. We'll listen to Sinatra. We'll have a good time. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that would be. I've been doing that a lot with uh, Paula and her mom. It's nice, like right? this before on my podcast on Sunday. It's Paula's mom's birthday, so we we got a Aww. we got a cake from Porto's, and she's making tacos. And That's great. Yeah. awesome! Happy birthday, Paula's mom. Oh, she's so funny. This is her. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. See? Yo hablo poquito español. <laughs> I don't. She, uh, I think this is like the second or, no, this is probably the third birthday that I've been dating Paulo. Isn't with. it the best when you start to become part of the family? It, it, it's amazing. It's the coolest, right? But the funny thing is. is Hold the on, f- I got something in my eye. <laughs> yeah. The first birthday, we I went to Porto's and got her a Trace Leches cake. Awesome, see? But now Respect. every year. Every they year expect she the wants, Trace Leches cake. She she well, Lee's got the cake. Like it's on the checklist for all the food that she cooks me for a twenty dollar cake. Yeah, that's come on, bro. Amazing. You're getting, off, you're getting off easy. And and she and it's like when your mom brags about you. She brags mm-hmm. about the cake to her friends. Oh, of course. Like she goes to this. It's the cutest. She thing goes in the world. to and and does I don't. They need to come up with a better word for it. It's not a senior center, but it's she goes and. And spends time with yeah. people her own age yeah. and, and has activities and then they go places together. And they're all, a lot of them are, all, are Spanish speaking. So she tells them all, she gets all, she gets very excited and, and tells them all about it. And so it, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, it's when you're dating someone and their parents don't like you. Yeah. Or it's awkward. It's, it's terrible. Paula's mom, it's actually really funny. Paula's mom is convinced. That Paula won't let me eat, and she like beats me. Oh my goodness! Because every time I go over there, she tries to give me more food, and then Paula actually gets a little bit annoyed with her because she's like, "I let him eat." She's like, "I don't think so. He wants. Oh, he wants. I can so tell he wants more great. food." Okay, see, that's what I need to find. There's something like in that like Italian, Jewish, Mexican mom oh, yeah. mode where they just want to feed you. Yep, and I need that. You should put in, like, if you do online dating, like, I want to date somebody who lives with their mom. I want to date a girl. Oh, that's hysterical. But, like, yeah, something, like, because there's a craziness associated with that kind of love. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I really do think Jewish moms, Italian moms, Mexican moms, they love, like, a little bit more, and there's a craziness to it. Yep. But I think it's good for kids. (laughs) Oh, it's great. You know? And I want to eat. I want to get invited to parties where the whole family's there and. That's a that's a little bit intimidating for me still. Like the brother comes over with his kids, and it's just it's I like them a lot, but then it gets like there's like eight people around the table for four, and it just it's I've been away from that for so long. Yeah, that it's it's like it take it took me like the first Thanksgiving. It took me a while to get back into it, dude. I'm I've been single so like I was I was talking to my buddy. I have to get him on the podcast. He's a former military guy. That's a pro fighter. Okay, he's so cool. But we were taught like we went out to dinner yesterday, and he was like, "Yeah, like I, all my meals, I was telling him like ninety percent of the food I eat, I eat standing up in the kitchen by myself." I have a TV tray. I have one TV tray at my Does house. Does it say Patriots? No, no, it's a it's a black one. But then it's like I used to like eat in bed, That's which hysterical. is which is terrible. And then like you eat over your computer, it's terrible. It's, yeah, it sucks. Uh, Dude, that that's why like when I have people come over and do podcasts, like I was gonna record today with Craig Gas, but I already recorded with Christina Pajinski, and I didn't want to do. I ran out of time. Craig wanted to meet at four. I'm like, dude, I'm still in the South Bay. I'm not gonna be able to make it. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? This way, when Craig gets off the road, I'm gonna cook. I like having people come over for podcasts. I like to cook for them, hang out with them. 
because it's more fun. Here's the thing, though. Do you eat before or after? It all depends. Because you can't. There's no ritual yet. See, part of it would be it'd be cool to eat before so you could talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. But then if you cook Italian pasta, they can get a little bit sleepy. Yeah, sleepy. (laughs) That'd be really fun. Yeah, I got to make more. I'm in the mood for ZD. Because Mike Pye. I'm going to have him. I recorded a podcast with him. I messed up. He gave me the business. Last week I said he had me on a diet with – it's called carb cycling. And I'm starting to get into the groove a little bit. I was lightheaded the other day because you go three days without carbs. Uh, but then two days with clean carbs, three days like minimal carbs. But uh, I'm starting to figure out ways to do it. But um, he knows what he's doing. He's he's like a personal trainer to the stars and he started the company that's sponsoring us. Um it's got like a – I guess you would call it lifestyle apparel, but it started from the gym. When guys in the gym were big dudes or they were super strong, they'd be like, that guy's a freak. So he started this company called Freakwear, F-R-E-K-W-A-R-E.com, and it's like hats, sweatshirts, T-shirts. And it's just a very cool philosophy that ties right into good times. In fact, so he wants to like do a T-shirt that says like, well, let's do big things or live big. Like it's about – Fully being yourself and making the world a better place because of it. You should do like a really buff Goonies, like <laughs> like your like your uh, a rebank of your shirt, but just like a really that. Well, the funniest thing was, I saw Run Is Easy came to the taping oh, on Wednesday. Goonies, Run Is Easy, right? And he was like, "You're doing what? Carb cycling? Why? To like V out to get in shape?" And he was like, uh, that ship sailed a long time ago for you. I was like, what? He was like, you are what you are. He was like, you're very – He was, and then we were just having the such good laughs. I'm glad you had fun. I was like, yeah, my little peasant legs. But anyway, Mike you, Pye. If I looked like you, I would never – I would only eat burgers. Uh, you're, like, that's my I'm trying. Goal. I'm trying. I need to find a, like a girlfriend. Yeah, but then you put on weight because you should start eating and watching Netflix. What's wrong with that's the good life? Oh, it's oh great. the good life. So please check out Freakware. Oh, who else helps us out? Ink Adco. Yeah. I got to order another round of stickers from those guys and oh, T-shirts. Great. I think my website should be up. It's awesomesteve.com. We're going to have an Amazon link on there. So you guys know the business with that. Like if you link, you go to uh, the Amazon. Can you explain it, Lee? Sure. You go to awesomesteve.com. Or you want to go anyway to so get all of Steve's shirts and stickers and find out his tour dates. Yes. And somewhere on awesomesteve.com, there's going to be an Amazon banner. What you yes. do is you click on that, and it takes you to Amazon, and that's it. it. It doesn't cost you any more, but Amazon's very nice, and they give Steve a little percentage of it, and it helps, it helps out. It really does. It's, I just had this guy buy thousands of dollars of camera equipment. Oh, that's It awesome. was great. I, I, yeah, I need somebody to do that because, like, I'm – Okay, Mike and Freakware are going to pay for you. But now, even if – you know how much – like even with my discount, stickers are like 175 bucks every time I order the stickers. Um, and I send all that out. <laughs> like I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love writing letters. I love getting letters. Yeah. I love sending stickers. I love getting stickers. It's amazing. I love meeting you guys. The road is becoming so much more enjoyable because there's buddies everywhere and it's like – Last week, I'm hanging out with Andy. He brought his whole family. He brought his best buddy that owns a shooting range that took Van Halen out shooting, who oh. knows karate, who was in the military. So you get to meet all these super cool people. It's the You guys are the coolest. My buddy Mike has a brand new Camaro. Awesome. Let me hang out. What color it. is it? Like this like 
dark machine gun gray, the perfect color that I would choose. Oh, cool. And he was playing Panama in it for me through the booming system. The cool, like, and you, how old were you at that moment? Just like, 11. I felt like I was 11 and I was in Kenny Murray's Camaro before he had his driver's license. He was the big kid in my neighborhood. And his parents got him an old school Camaro. Are you, before he had his license? Yeah, he wasn't allowed to drive it. But then he snuck out and drove it. Oh, no. And we would try to get it perfect back in the driveway. There's no We'd way. mark it off. Please. Yeah, there is with kids. You would take like chalk and like mark yeah, off where much. the tires were? No, no. Put the leaf right there. That's where the – okay, that's where the tire – steady. One more inch. My little brother. My little brother's smartest person I've ever met. I feel like that – even if they, even if you get away with it, I feel like your parents knew. They know everything. But, dude, we would only go around the block in the suburbs, essentially on a cul-de-sac. But it, we felt like the kings of the world. Oh, yeah. Did you ever? I'm sailing. I felt like, what about pop? <laughs> Did you ever have one of your mom or your dad's friends tell on you? Mm, I, had, I had that. I don't know. When I was in I high school. I never really did much bad stuff. I didn't eat. This isn't bad. I was in high school, and my friends and I Every couple months would go to the cigar, not even a bar, because we couldn't drink. But it was just like a place with like leather chairs. We we would smoke a cigar. That I smoked cigars in high school. Oh, it was great. I still, it was it is weird because I could feel my I could feel the nicotine. Like after I'd have one, I'd want another one. So <laughs> I, I would have to like limit myself to just one every few months. But I was sitting outside with my friends, and I got when I got home, my mom said, "Oh, I got I got a call today that you were." Oh no! I was like, it. It infuriated me then. Now I understand that they're just looking yes. out for me, but it's like I'm at a. It's not like I'm at a strip outside of a strip club. I was outside of a cigar bar where old men hang out. You know what? I where I get my haircut, Mister Caputo's shop. Yeah. There's okay. It's my favorite. I go every week now just to hang out with Mister Caputo, and he just. Do you still get a haircut or no? Oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah, I get it trimmed up every week. So fresh and so clean, clean, clean. It's a little bit longer now. It goes. It's not the summer. Got to get a little warmer. Uh, okay. Hair is whatever. I just have. I can't do. This is the same all the time now. We'll go one time though, just so you get oh, to I'd meet them. And then, like within the same block, there's a cigar bar shop place where you see all the cool old guys. It's hard because like cigarettes are so bad for you, and so, mm-hmm. and so any smoking anything is terrible for you. It is nicotine's a tough drug. Like I've been th- today before I recorded with Christina, I was having a bad day. I was Captain Cranky, oh. and then I was like, you know what? That demon was trying to get me to start doing chewing tobacco again. Right, and that's, that's how tough nicotine is. And that's the thing. Like, I would never want to get addicted to it, but like it's fun when my dad's here. They have le- they have nice big leather chairs. You can get a soda. Yeah, I used to love going. To c- oh, it's great. The way they smell, they smell like pop pops upstairs. <laughs> there will come a point where I will start smoking a pipe. Pop pops upstairs. They yeah, like a little den or something. Yeah, where it smells like pipes and like cherry tobacco. My grandfather had a pipe, but mm-hmm. I was – That's what he, you do. He it's passed away when it. I was two, I think, or something like that. But I, his son, my uncle, mm-hmm. had the pipes when I was growing up. And I, I was always playing with it. I was like – I didn't even know how they worked. So cool. Oh, my god. Does a tobacco pipe work like a grass-smoking pipe? I don't think it has the hole on the side. Mm. It might. I honestly – I was very lucky. My, both of my parents used to smoke cigarettes. And they both quit when I was yeah, very that's young. Awesome. So, but from the from an early you age, and your brother were probably the leverage that gave them the ability to quit because they're probably like, oh, I can't have this around yeah, my kids. Probably man. part of it. But they like kids they, they, save your life. They never smoked in the car with us. It wasn't like that. But it was like it was as soon as they quit. 
from the minute I can remember, they would say, don't smoke a cig- don't smoke cigarettes, don't smoke yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, but the toughest thing about life is people often – it's like don't do as I say. Don't, don't do as I say. Don't do as I do. Right. But yeah. you like learn. They say all behaviors learned behaviors. So sometimes it's really tough for like kids to see that going on and not repeat it. Right. Oh, yeah. You know? Did your parents smoke? My mom did. Oof. Yeah, my mom did. And we broke her balls. Oh, That's really? drugs. Stop doing drugs. Then my big brother, we'd steal her cigarettes and break them or run them underwater. And those are probably- we were trying to help. And those are probably the only things saving her Correct. sanity exactly. from three boys. A hundred percent. She wants one cigarette. A hundred percent. Oh, you know what? I don't know where one cigarette, san- it was when you said sanity. Okay, there's a, my buddy Mac listens to the podcast and he's got this really cool company down in Florida. Hi, Mac. What's up? So this is what he wants to do, and I want to start floating this idea out before he does any more work. He drew, and I'll email you all the stuff so you can check it out, and I'll get your opinion on it. Okay. That's how busy I've been. I haven't even been able to mention this. But he did a whole children's book based on my Chinese food bit. He wrote a whole book? Yeah. Like an illustrated Illustrated it? it. No way. That's awesome. Yes. So what he wants to do, because it's so much money to get actual books made, but to maybe do like a coloring book, activities book. That we could sell. That's hysterical. Hysterical, right? It could include like some crayons with it. Exact, dude. He's got like take Steve and his brothers away from the dragon. Like all this word scramble, and you find words like awesome. It's so cool. But I don't know if we can pay for it. So he was like, just start a GoFundMe and let the people that listen to your podcast essentially buy it in advance. Well, yeah, I, th- I think you have to do like a Kickstarter because I think yeah. the GoFundMe is like they just give you money. But we could do that like hysterical. a Kickstarter. So yeah. I want to see if there's any, if you guys have any interest at all in like a crowdfunded color, because it'll cost thousands of dollars that I do not have, right? Um, to get it, and I don't want them to do any more work on it until I know they could get paid. So if that's something that you guys think you would buy or you'd want to give money towards making happen, just let me know. Oh, that that sounds really so cool. So tweet at me or send me an email. Like the like the little restaurant bags of crayons that you used to get when oh, you sat down. Oh, the coolest, you man. You get four colors. I, I would totally sit down and color. Every once in a while. That would be the greatest thing ever. And then it would be like for like Toking Lair and his son. Yeah. They could each get a coloring book. You know what I mean? To do it together. Dave, oh, David's birth, David Shade, it's his birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. And then his sons wrote me the best letter ever before the I went on Ari's TV show. What did they say? It was a good luck letter. Oh, congrats. That's awesome. It How was, did that go, by a, the way? And a pack of 1987 Topps baseball cards. So thank you so much, buddies. That's really – that's nice of them. How did the taping go? It went really well. That's great. Yeah, the room was a little bit tight, so I did some stand-up up front to get everybody laughing. Oh, okay. And then I went into my story. And I was nervous about this story because I'm like so nervous about all the details. And I'm like, no, th- I, this happened. And then I was like, I want – like and then Ari was like, "Wait, if you're saying the guy had a tattoo on his neck and you're not sure if he had a tattoo on his face, right?" I'm like, I don't, and he was like, "Relax, you're telling stories. You're supposed to paint pictures, right?" Because like I just have so I was, you know what it was? I started to get in my head a little bit about what a great opportunity it was, and then also this dawned on me how absolutely crazy it is that my friends from the comedy store that we starved with, my friend Ari now first it was Ren is easy, now Ari's famous. Ari's TV show was in production for like three days, like real sets, production assistants running around, studio executives. Yeah. All listening to Ari. And it's the most beautiful, coolest thing 
Guys, if you're out there listening, never give up on your dreams. I see it. I'm. It's happening. I see. I see it. Does that? I don't know if invigorates the right word, but does it motivate you? Like, okay, this is possible. Oh, it doesn't even motivate me. It's like I feel like I've already got my reward. It is pretty. It's the craziest, coolest thing ever. Okay, now I know everyone on the show is like an established comic, but I was there for Joey's taping on Tuesday. Yeah, I was like, there too. Just to ha- it wasn't a fun hanging out. It was the best, but it's like I know all the comics are. Oh, just so you know, Uncle Joey killed it so hard. You know what the comedians in the back were saying? What? Like people that like I don't know if they know how much I love him, but they were like, "It's not even fair. He's just so funny." <laughs> Every like I forget who it was, but somebody was honestly saying this. They were like. I mean, just he's just so natural. He's just so funny. And then he has all these life experiences. It's like nobody else has a shot. And I'm like, yeah, he's the funniest person ever. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah it is nice to hear. I Isn't was, it nice? I was in the back for most of the night, but then I wanted to go sit in, in the actual showroom and watch it. Yeah. But I, the, the thing that I was wondering about, because I can only imagine if I was going to be on TV, like I'd be yeah. nervous out of my mind. And all all the comics are back there like – just goofing around, having beers and eating snacks. Yeah. Were but you then nervous? They get nervous. They, oh, you were nervous? I get a little nervous. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then it dawned on me. I was like, last week, um, I met some awesome new f- fans, friends, buddies. But I also met some amazing comics. And uh, one of this guy's names was Jonathan Gregory. So funny. So different. Really like. Old school meets new school. Do you and work with Andy him? Andy Kaufman meets Mitch Hedberg. Oh, okay. I worked with him, and I worked with this awesome guy named Tim Sauer, Timmy, who was so cool. And he told me uh, – gave me a piece of advice one of his kids told him, his daughter, who said just speak from your heart and everything will take care of itself. Yeah. And that I, I thought of that. And then Matt Edgar from the comedy store. This was his first time on TV. Oh, he was on? Yeah, he I did a story with Ari. Oh, that's no. so cool. So I pulled him to the side. I'm like, hey, man, just trust the moment. The moment will meet you. And the right words will come out at the right time. So I thought of what um, Tim's daughter said. Just speak from your heart and trust the moment. Because I'm very much like Uncle Joey. I've learned so much from him um, about you want your story to be alive. You want it to change a little bit every time you tell it so it's real. And for me, the emotion had to be the most honest part about it. Right. Because, I mean, whether the tattoo was on the face or the neck or whether it was – Yeah, I was trying to remember. There was one detail, and it doesn't affect the story at all. But I'm like, what did the guy tell me? But the important thing was I was going to speak from my heart. And it was kind of tough because I was trying to be – I wanted to tell a story that people could um, learn something from because I I most certainly did. And, uh, you know, you get a little vulnerable. So I was a little bit nervous about that. But then when I got to follow Christina. Oh, cool. She's so pregnant and amazing. And I it realized I sat down on the stool and she didn't. And I'm like, wait, she's seven months pregnant. <laughs> and I did two minutes of stand-up and I had to sit down. And as soon as I did that, I needed – the insecure comedian in me needed to hear laughs. So uh, I opened okay. up and did some things that I know would get laughs and loosen the crowd up a little bit. Then I sat down on a stool, realized how silly I was, how – and how strong she is. And then it dawned on me, like, I'm just enjoying all this. It was kind of like a mini metaphor for life. Like, this is can be scary if I choose it to be scary. But this could be, how awesome's this? And that's the position I took. How awesome is all this? And I'm looking at Ari, and I'm like, dude, I can't believe you're famous. 
Like when I showed up that day, I'm like, all of this is because my friend Ari started doing a storyteller show with Eric from the improv, who's now a, a producer. Like I've seen people become who they were born to be. And it's there's something so life affirming and beautiful. I don't know what God's plan is for me, but I'm I don't question anything anymore and I'm a total t- state of trust. It's been so cool to see this and I'm so grateful. Dude, I've been on Comedy Central. This will be my second time. That's really that's awesome. So cool. And now it's it's just really cool to see, like, like you said, all like Joey was on, you were on, Chris. I know Christina. Yeah, all these people that didn't used to be famous are now famous. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not even just okay. They gave him one season. This is. It's not easy to get a second season for things now. No, look how many things get canceled and yeah, and after one and then episode, big celebrities like he had. No, he had Jim. Uh, Jim Brewer was so funny. I heard about. Yeah, you said I went that. on Monday to see because like. And he followed me on Twitter because my buddy Derek in um, Denver, I think, went to a baseball game with him. And he was like, I'm sitting – I got nervous through the phone – like through the text that he was with because Jim Brewer to me is so funny. And he also seems like such a good guy. Like oh, there's yeah. something about him I just like that I was standing next to him and I got nervous and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> and then uh, Artie Lang, same thing because I was such a Stern fan. I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's Artie. Oh, that's cool. And then Henry Rollins was so funny, too, and I didn't know what to say to him. But it, it was just neat being there, you know? Did it ha- does it happen to you when you are not not necessarily even a fan, but so Kyle Kinane was there the night I was dude, there? Dude, I got nervous. Okay, just so you know. And he was like, dude, we met one. I was like, yeah, but that's years ago. I didn't think he's so cool. And I think he's really so funny that I didn't want to – seem like one of those Hollywood D-bags. It's like, what's up, bro? And right. I was like, and he was like, Steve, I know you. And I was like, oh, dude, you're so funny. Because he tweeted at me once. I saw him at a, um, he was at the Van Halen Kimmel thing. Oh, cool. <laughs> and then like two days later, I was filming something and Todd Munson let me use his sweet retro BMX bike. Nice. And then Kyle saw the type of bike it was and like tweeted at us. Oh, okay. He's super cool. But uh, you know what? It's funny that you bring this up because, like, yes, I admire other comics, and right. I think it's so cool to be in this world. Mm-hmm. And that even on uh, the night we taped, I was hanging out with Brett Ernst, and I was like, how cool is this? I go, I think the saddest thing about show business is when people don't act like it's cool. Right. And I'm yeah. like, no, wait, time out. We're on the set of a TV show, and they have free snacks. In show business, they call snacks craft services. It's it's every all the treats you could want, and the sodas get so cold in the coolers there. It's like 4th of July barbecue. It's so cold it burns your hand to go in and grab a Diet Coke. I couldn't stop laughing on Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday night where the mm-hmm. joy was there because this poor PA must have walked into the green room seven times carrying buckets of ice and beer. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a girl, which doesn't really matter. Girls can be strong. But yeah, when you're taught as a guy, you're supposed to help girls and – all, no one ever stopped. I, I, me either. I didn't. I didn't offer to help. But then, like towards the end of the night, I saw you offer, and she almost passed oh, out. Oh yeah! And I couldn't stop laughing. Just like you were talking to somebody, and of course, a PA walked by with a bucket of beer, nice, and, and you like you almost flew. Just can I help? But you like no, no, no. Oh yeah, that was just. I do that with everybody. Guys, oh, I know you girls. do. It's hysterical. It's the best. Like I had so much fun in Phoenix, but the best thing I got to do. Because they put you up in this beautiful condo that's like a, people rent them out for vacations. Oh, nice. And there was a grandma and her grandson outside like trying to get the door open. So I, I held the door open for them. Then I saw they wanted to bring in food and stuff. 
So I got to help, and it made me feel so good. What did you tweet the other day? Like, there's so many cute old people in CVS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah, the best. So adorable. <laughs> it was, like, extra. It was adorable overload. Old people are <laughs> so cute. That's so, I'm actually doing that on uh, renting out a condo for the winter. Like, not a vacation, but, like, sort of like something Paul and I are going to do. Oh, that's we're, awesome. We're going to go up to the... Big Bear? Is that the ski one? Yes. It, it's cheaper than a hotel. We get like a whole – we were looking this morning. You can get a whole cabin for like 100 bucks a night. Oh, that's awesome. It's gr- And it's, it's so we're going to go and they have hot tubs. Some of them have, have hot tubs. Do you know what I've heard? It's so funny. We should look into that like now. Yeah. I've heard in the off season you oh, can go up there and kill it. I looked at, I looked right now. With some Like the one we're going to get is like something like 175 a night in the winter because it's nice and they're skiing. Yeah. Right now it's 99 bucks a night. That's for like awesome. a three bedroom house go, on the lake. Go clear your head for a little bit. Just go up there and chill. Well, because we were gonna do something over like a Christmas break, but it's I don't really get vacation time off. We have to, you know what? So we work a very unorthodox schedule. Right. I got to take some time off. Oh well, we are, and I'm not. It looks not like good. it looks like we might take some time off in the winter, but then her her School. final schedule doesn't yeah. line up with that. So. We were looking at it, and we were like, oh, like we wanted to go to New Mexico to like a resort or something. <sighs> Who knew? Because those are cheap, too. There are cheap uh, vacations out there. Yeah. It's it like all-inclusive for like 300 to, for 300 for like three nights. It's great. Oh, that's incredible. But, uh, yeah, it looks like we're going to go rent a cabin. I'm, I'm really excited. God, I need it brings me. It brings me back to like just going and drinking hot chocolate in the snow. I, I hate it. I just hope snow. it's not haunted up there. Oh, don't say that. And there's not a guy with a chainsaw chasing you through the cabin. <laughs> Your eight, instant seven-year-old cadence come, comes back. Yeah, it could happen. With flashlights. Oh, speaking of seven-year-olds, please keep my little buddy Steven in, in your prayers or thoughts or whatever people that don't believe in God do. Um, <laughs> my buddy William and my buddy Raul. And just be so thankful that you woke up healthy today and you're out of bed and you're having a, the choice to have a great day and order yeah. pizza or Chinese food. Or listen to this awesome podcast with my buddy Christian Harloff, one of the founders of Schmoes No. Him and Ellis are killing it over there. They have a YouTube channel. It's just uh, Schmoes No. They started, I remember, they started doing stand-up comedy shows at branded as Schmoes No. And then branched off. They were like the second people on YouTube to start reviewing movies. Oh, and wow. we did it for... Um, Good for them. I forget this channel that Al Gore started. I forget the name of it. He started a YouTube channel? No, it was before YouTube. It was a real channel. I had friends that saw me do a movie review once on like on TV before Christian and Mark. Oh, cool. Let me Google it. Now I want to find out. I forget what it was called. But they were like the first to the game. Now they have millions and millions. Current TV? Yes, that's what it was. We reviewed movies for them. And Christian, like he paid me to do it. It was the best job ever. Speaking of Ari, doesn't Ari have a good one up there? I haven't. I haven't seen it. But he's had them on his podcast, mm-hmm. and like I think they did a silly one. That's really it's surprising to me that more comics don't do stuff like this, just funny thi- or entertaining things. Yeah, well, Christian and, and Mark do funny. so. They do like a I think Christian does a show called The Jedi Alliance, where it's everything leading up to the new Star Wars movie. Oh, cool! There's so much cool stuff. He's the coolest. I've known him for I don't like maybe fourteen, fifteen. As soon as I got to LA, it seems like I met Harloff, and now he's built like this. Thing all on his own. And he poops on American Airlines. He had a bad bad experience with them. Uh, the oh. anti – I was going to say anti. I, know, I just want to drop. I just 
things I don't recommend, I don't recommend American Airlines. I do recommend Don Carlos Tacos. Oh, yeah, you have to. And I think I'm going to be down in San Diego uh, on the 29th for Mal Hall's anniversary show at the Tipsy Crow. Oh, cool. There's you so much stuff we have to say. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do a podcast with Ryan. Do it in the taco shop on Pearl Street, eataburrito.com, and I'm going to go off my diet. Whether Mike Pye at Freakware says I have carbs or no carbs, I'm having California delicious burrito. Oh, you have to. Or even you could even just pile up a whole bunch of carne asada and like some guacamole and just mix it together. Oh, yeah, with beans. You could totally do. Oh. You can do Mexican food with no low carbs for sure. Tortillas are so good, though. Yeah, and if I do, I generally my new thing's corn tortillas. Try to avoid are those the better? gluten. Well, it doesn't have the gluten. Oh, okay. And I know gluten gives me a belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I'm always gonna have my little tummy. It's there's, good. There's gonna be a girl that likes it, I guess. Yeah, you don't want. No one wants to cuddle with a raw card. <laughs> Just like cuddle with a table. No. I thought you meant boner. <laughs> We're 11 years old. I still love the word boner. It makes me laugh every time. Once, you know what makes me laugh really hard? What? I heard a British lady say he had a solid like that, and I died. I wonder, if you live in another country, send us some words. Oh, no. Let's not do wiener (laughs) jokes. I don't want... I don't even want jokes. I just want to know what the other words are for... Yeah, for boner. Like, that's all I would ever... Whenever a kid came in... From, like, a different country. So for an exchange student. All I would want to know are the swear words. That's and I would, hysterical and so true. And I'd forget them immediately, so I'd have to go back. Wait, what was Wait, it? how do you say duty in your language? <laughs> and it's, it's the best. It's so much fun. It is so much fun. That's how we become friends. Dude, speaking of fun, Harloff kills it on this. He's got oh, so many great memories. He really does. Dude, it's, this is a good one. I'm really happy to have him on here. I feel bad I missed his 40th birthday. Happy belated birthday, buddy. You are the coolest. I, I I know he's probably not even going to listen, but I just feel obligated to thank him. I had so much fun. I went to like this hidden studio he was working at. Oh, nice. And I felt cool. And they also had – dude, the best thing about show business, you show up and they give you free snacks. There was a soda just filled with like ice cold – I mean a refrigerator filled with ice cold sodas oh. and stuff. And he was just like, you could have it. And I'm like, for free? <laughs> it's the best. Pulling out your wallet. Wait, for free? What else do we have to promote? I think the, uh, we you've already everything? said all your shows. You're right. You're going to be in Minnesota. Uh, I canceled Montana. I couldn't go with Paulie. Okay. Because I'm going to go hang out with family. Oh, no, but I meant Minnesota. Right? Yeah, Minnesota's coming up in November. New York with Gabriel for the comedy festivals coming up in November. Um, but October, I had to cancel Montana. Hopefully, I'll be able to get back out there. I'm sure you. Yeah, that'd be good. I did a podcast uh, yesterday with your buddy, uh, with our buddy, Agostino. Oh, how's Agostino doing? He's doing great. And you're doing a gig with him soon, aren't you? Am I? I think you, maybe something or, he, oh, no, he, he had mentioned you were on his podcast. That's yeah, it was way. awesome. It was so much fun. That's What's the right. name of his podcast? Let's give it a shout Parishioners. out. Parishioners. Parishioners. That's hysterical. Yeah. Is it like an offshoot? It's like a spinoff of the church? I thought it was, but he, he said it was uh, make whatever you do your religion. So he said, like, comedy is his religion now. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was a comedy. It was kind of like for open micers or whatever, right? For people, yeah, for people starting comedy. Yeah. Hey, buddies, if you're listening, if there's ever anything I can do to help, let me know. Thank you for all the kind words on uh, iTunes and, mm, like, when you listen to my album and stuff and you wrote nice stuff. Thank you. And tw- people always send you the nicest things on Twitter. The nicest things. And so please send nice things to my buddy Christian. His Twitter is simply at Christian Harloff, K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, Harloff, H-A-R-L-O-F-F. And uh, they have a, another Twitter account for Schmoes Now. 
So it's the coolest thing ever. He's one of the best guys ever. I'm so happy for him. And now we all get to hang out together. Let me know what you think of this week's episode with Christian Harloff. Once we had an easy ride and always felt the same. Time was on all right, so this looks like... It kind of the neighbor. I don't know how to describe it other than I. I don't. I know I'm not cool court. enough to be. No. 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 This kind of looks like where they could have Mr. White tie. Mr. Like the 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 Mexican standoff scene from the Reservoir Dogs, but like <laughs> I think cool. It, I think there's been some murders in this room, um, dude. It's just cool. Like yeah, well, it's, we're, studios. We're in the Collider. We're in the Collider conference room, and this used to be um, part of AMC Movie Talk. And okay. Mark and I. Mark Ellis and I became regulars for AMC Movie Talk, and then there was kind of a transition place where Complex Media, who also owns like Collider.com, Complex wanted to take over Movie Talk, so they made a deal with AMC, and so Collider now is in partners with Movie Talk and owns Movie Talk, and John Campia, who you met outside, yeah, he runs the whole so ship. nice. Yeah, he runs the whole ship. Um, really? Yeah, he, and over here, and like he, so what you're looking at of the wall over there, that's that's their new like after, so they're they're after shows, like so they're um. Not, called, not after hours. What the hell is it called? After buzz. After show. Just an after show. Like so, if you have like so, uh, Flash. Flash is going to do an after an after show, and it, so they're. Is they're that doing like that. a whole industry now? Where they're, they're starting doing... to do those things? Yeah. And that kind of got started like the first I ever heard of it was when Johnny LaCosta invited me over to After Buzz to do a pro wrestling After Buzz. After Buzz definitely after were like the first on the scene to do it, and then Chris Hardwick came after them to do Talking Dead. But Maria, Mar- oh, I loved that. Yeah, Maria, Man- I loved the Breaking Bad one. Yeah, that that was the, well. Yes, I liked. I liked the, my 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 Star Wars text is going off. Um, <laughs> I liked the the Breaking Bad one the best as well too, and then Walking Dead's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so these guys are you know, they they do things really well over here. They've got see what I like about what he did was he he just took uh like six shows that he knew would pull and uh-huh. that they knew that he could, they could get fans of to do and they started out small. They did six, they're doing six shows and 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 it's a really kind of paying off. Their sh- their show, he knows how to run YouTube. He really knows how to do it. So That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys. You guys were sort of like at the front lines of this, the ground floor. I remember going to your apartment and doing like a last airbender, last airbender review yeah. in front of a Rocky poster. Yeah. And now how many downloads a month do you guys get? Well, we do. You're outrageous. Our- you're you're like the you're like the Abe Froman of, <laughs> Abe Froman <laughs> of, of YouTube reviews. Uh, we we started off in uh, just doing the, the re- reviews. And I think when you first came on, I think we had like 2000 subscribers or whatever, too. We do, I remember when you started your channel. Oh, right, 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 right. Right. Because you did it at Current TV. Yes. When we didn't have the channel at all. No, you guys right. didn't even have the channel. Yeah, we're, we're at 204,000 subscribers. Oh, my goodness. We're like 54 million video views. <laughs> I um, love that. But then we. Uh, the, the the podcast itself is doing really well now. We'll do the, that show could do anywhere. The, the YouTube views will do anywhere between like fifty to eighty thousand per episode. And then oh the, my god! Downloads are doing pretty good too. So it's it's we're blessed, man, because it's the fans are awesome. We like the, the yeah, Schmoville is amazing. Yeah. Just explain because the people listening to this, I would say a good percentage will know listen because they saw me on guilty movie pleasures or something like that yeah. but maybe half the people listening don't have any idea what you sure, and mark sure. do and yeah. where your passion for movies got started and then that'll roll us right we into you being porn. a kid right yeah <laughs> no uh no we we started we we it was just we wanted to when we were doing reviews on current tv we 
just it was back in like 2007 and my friend martini at the time you remember oh, her? Yeah, yeah she was a, she was a stand-up and she went on to become an executive over current tv yeah i remember we used to have to fax i used to have to fax her stuff yes and i would have to like go to kinko's to, to get, like yeah, yeah. want to get paid or, or at least get pizza right, um, right 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 so she was like hey listen we're gonna do this this new thing where we're just shoot you guys used to, with those little shitty like uh, uh hd cams Yep. And the little flip cams. Yeah. We, used, we used those and we shot ourselves for TV. And we, Mark and I submitted ourselves. They liked us the most. That turned from doing TV reviews to movie reviews. And we did that for about a year on current TV. And then, it, you know, like things do. It just kind of fell through over there. And we moved on. We said, we, can either, we, we get along really well. He and I were already buddies. And we're having fun doing this. Yeah. So some people were watching. So let's, let's start a YouTube channel. And there were like four people that were doing YouTube reviews at the time. There's like wow. 300 or 400 now. Um, but you know, we started. We we just it, we wanted to do movie reviews by regular people, like the way when yep. you and I go see a movie, mm-hmm. and when we go see Creed together, which we yes. will, uh, we're going to talk about it afterwards. And it's like if you listened into our conversation, I love that. That that's that's what we wanted to let people know. We don't want to be like critics going, well, the cinematography wasn't shot at, at noon, so right. they didn't have the exact lighting that they should have got. It, it yeah. make you feel dumb for not knowing what the hell they're talking about. She's like, you know, I like this because I really appreciated the performance. Uh, this reminded me of when I was younger, and, and like I remember being in the theater with my dad, and I had the same experience, and you just had those conversations that you and I would have, you know, and that's what we hope Schmoes Know has done. That's awesome. Yeah. And where can people find that? What is just Schmoes No? I would say just YouTube. Like if you go to youtube.com slash Schmoes No, um, you could just go, you just put it in Google, one of the, yeah, something pop awesome. up, Schmoes. Now, we actually, that's what I love is that like, you know, 2007, you put in Schmoes in, in Google, whatever, and who knows what shows up. But if you put in the word Schmoes now, we're like the first thing that come up. It's that's pretty awesome. It's awesome. Fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool that that's able to go down that way. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. Do it. Good times. Mm. Do you remember your first trip to a movie theater? I, you know, it's funny that you asked me that because I, I want to, I, in my head, it's when I was two and I saw Star Wars, but I don't know if I remember that or just my dad was like, I do. You remember actually going at yeah. two? See, I think that that was the case, but I also, the first one I really remember was that crappy Lone Ranger movie in 1980. Remember that movie? Oh, you remember that? Remember barely, barely remember that. that. Yeah, so bad. I remember running up and down like a little jerk off, and like just <laughs> uh, in, through through the aisles. Just but but that I definitely remember going to see that in the theater. ET. Um, I have not seen ET since I was that age. Get out of here! I know, I know. I need to go back. I, yeah, I guess man. they just showed it like on uh, street food cinema. My buddy took his kids, and I'm like, "Yeah, I gotta go see that again." I wonder how you'd feel about it, because I mean, it's, it's. I wonder if it would seem dated now. Oh, that's one of my favorite things to do. Like, if there is something that's really been a long time, does it hold up? Does it? Because there was a kid that I go visit sometimes. He's not a kid; he's like in his twenties. Yeah, but he had never seen Caddyshack. Mm. And he, I was like, "Dude, it's one of the funniest movies ever. It's all. The, it's a blending of all these comedic right. styles. You have." And I was like, you know, when I first saw it, Rodney was my favorite, and Bill Murray. And then I go, now it's Ted Knight. Absolutely. Like, it's like the Three Stooges. I pick a different stooge for each Uh, part of my life. So good. You do drugs, Danny? Yeah, good. (laughs) So what's the problem? Yeah, oh, so good. So then we went back and watched Caddyshack, and he's like in his 20s, and he's just like moving kind of slow, huh? And I was like. Your heart broke. yeah. Yeah. But then I could sort of see it from his eyes, and I go, okay, I get it. It's. It's like I showed Ellis Flash Gordon oh. the first time like two years ago. 
Uh, and he looked at me like I just showed him like, you know, like, like a sexual harassment video or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was it, that movie to me that because they the, when that movie came out, that was their answer to Star Wars. Yeah. And so when you're in Star Wars mode as a kid, anything that's sci fi looks great. Amazing. It, yeah. It's a terrible movie, but it's such a great, terrible movie. Yeah, it's so good. I love the everything about that. I love. Yeah, it's great. I can't like legitimately can't get enough. Yeah. And I, you just brought up a. So I remember when I was a little kid, I thought any movie in outer space had Chewbacca, had Chewbacca in it. It should have. And I'm like, ten extra where, dollars. Where the hell? Because <laughs> <laughs> you think everything's in that Star Wars world. Right. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and I was I read a great book, um, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, Ooh. and it was by Chris Taylor. It's amazing, and it just it just goes through. The, the make like before, like when he was making American Graffiti mm-hmm. and then you know going up to the original movie how hard it was to get made and and all these things but also of the, the inspiration that came with it with Flash Gordon mm-hmm. with that's Buck the stuff Rogers. he grew up on right? yeah man Buck Rogers all the serialized stuff that he did but also how that after the first one hit how everybody was trying to cash in on it and trying yeah. to just make like these generic they couldn't find the potion though you know yeah well I remember all the generic toys. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Right. I'm five and I know better. <laughs> what are you trying to do to me? This doesn't look right. No, this is off. <laughs> you're, you're insulting me a little bit. Why does Chewbacca have a duck Uncle tail? Vince, I'm sorry. I cannot accept your gift. <laughs> you're going to have to do better next time, okay? Right. That's right. How about not getting it off the streets of Manhattan and going <laughs> yeah. into the actual store? Please. Yeah. You're embarrassing both of us. Right. <laughs> I'm not even going to finish unwrapping this. <laughs> Wasn't that the Put worst? Back. Back the worst trunk. feeling where like, you knew exactly, like, I was toy shopping for another little buddy and i was like you know what no i'm gonna get him this one because i know the difference right and he's gonna know the difference just because he's four doesn't mean he doesn't know the last thing you want is a kid to go you should have just gotten the socks (laughs) (laughs) you should just gotten the socks oh gosh so where did you grow up in queens that's what i thought new york and queens um it was uh you know it's funny too this is because you might be my first guest not to i think you might be my first guest on good times that actually grew up in one of the five boroughs. Oh, really? Yeah. Where, where does he see? He grew up in Long Island. Oh, right, 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 right. You know, it's funny too because I was. Um, Joey I was, Diaz partially Manhattan, okay. partially Jersey. I was listening to Burt Kreischer's uh, podcast the other I day. I love that guy. And he had on uh, John Huck and. Um, oh, man. Uh, Brian Irwin? Yes, thank you. And I was listening to it. And they, they, he brings me up. He goes, "Hey, because because they were looking at they were looking at Facebook or something." And he goes, hey, "You guys know Christian Arloff? And, he's, and because Bert, he goes, hey, "Did you go to Florida State?" That's how that's how drunk Bert has been for the last like ten years. He's like, "Did you go to Florida State? Did you go to Florida State?" And they they, they didn't know. They, they thought I grew up in Florida, right? But because Bert told the story, I when I started doing stand up at Florida State, I didn't know that. Yeah, first time I did it was in Florida State, and Bert had just had this whole big thing on uh, Rolling Stone. I remember Ivan in the pizza box, and remember reading about him. That's he how he like, got. That's how he blew up. Like he was in Rolling Stone magazine, and then I remember getting a phone call. I can't remember from who, and they go, "Hey, you know the dude that was in the Rolling Stone magazine, Bert?" Because he he and I kind of ran the same circle, so I knew who he was already. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, "Oh, he wants to do stand up." At Potbelly's where we used to do it. I'm like, sure, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll put up Bert. Like I said, I knew him. and, and He, was he wasn't dude. doing stand-up yet? Never, this is his first time ever doing stand-up. Oh, my gosh. So, and, he, and I had just gone up, and he had a beer in his hand. Um, of course and I, he did. And I said to him, before he went up, before he went up, and I said, look, I'm not, like, preaching or anything. I'm just letting you know that it's like if you need it the first time, you go up. 
you're going to rely on it every time. I remember thinking, and this is that's great advice. But I, and he, my like, first couple times, I had to do. I I, I drank. Well, I did too, and that's why I gave him the advice because I got. I was going to say that's perfect. That's the type of advice. Like you, I was going to say, how did you know that without living? Because yet? I got hammered the first couple right, times, and I was too. like, and then I'm like, oh, then I need it, and then I stopped, and and I was already doing it. I was only doing it for like three, four months at this point, but still, I still knew that the first time I was because the first time I ever did stand up in in. Tallahassee. I didn't know. Like, I was so spoiled, though, Steve, because when I in Tallahassee, I did my first time. I did like twenty five minutes. Me too. So I got up going, oh, twenty five minutes. And then you get to you get to L A. and you do three minutes. You're like, what a jip. Yes. And, yeah. And it's, so. Yes. Anyway, but but being with Bert and, and then having that, a real audience. Yeah, Wait. It's, okay. It's finish the yeah. Bert story. Then we're gonna do. Th- well, I can have you on this every week. Well, it's it's, it's really the same story that Bert told on his show. But like he, I, he and I had that conversation. He's like. I, I always took that advice and I always accredited Christian Harley. He's like, but this, this is not that guy because I lied about my, on Facebook. Like, I, I was typing in birthdays and sometimes you put like your 99 or whatever too. Yeah. I put, I think I typed in like 84 or something. So he's like, so he looks in, he looks in an 84 and he goes, ah, I can't be the same guy. Right. And oh. so he didn't remember that. So I tweeted him and I go, totally me, dude. And he's like, what? Come on the show next week. And so, that's so, awesome. So I always thought that he always knew that because he and I performed at the Boston Comedy Club together. We did stuff like Barry in Cassid. New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I did a bringer show there before they were called bringer shows. Oh, really? Yeah. At the Boston Comedy Club. Yeah, I remember. You know who hosted it? Yeah, uh, Jeff Ross. Nope. No, who? Jim Norton. Oh, that's funny. Dude, the world's so small. Yeah, it is. I tell kids, whatever you want to do, just get started. That's I, it. I think back to open mics I did in Philly, and I know for certain. Kevin Hart was there, and so was Big J. Okerson. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, 15 years later, three guys that are doing it professionally out of 10 is pretty. Oh, dude. I, I, that, that's hysterical. And that's in Philly. When I was doing Boston Comedy Club. maybe Metzger. Club. I don't know who else was there. Really? See, mm-hmm. Boston Comedy Club, for me, Jeff Ross, that's why I bring that up, because Jeff Ross, the first time I ever saw Jeff Ross was at the Boston Comedy Club when I was there. Hosting open mics. He wasn't. No, it was like one of the, it might have been somewhat of a kind of a bringer show type thing too, because this was like I was just out of Florida State, and yeah. I and I can't, and someone had suggested me I can't remember the guy that used to run the Boston Comedy Club that night, but I, I got in contact with him. He he told me he's like, look, you're friends with so and so, but if you can just have two of your buddies come by to watch, it's fine. And I had like fifteen or twenty people come. That's so, the best. And then you know it was, but Jeff Ross was there. It was the first time I had ever seen him. Yeah. And I was just blown away by mesmerized. Him. Oh, yeah. mesmerized. Like, I was like, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. But I and it's funny that you say as far as watching the people that you kind of came up with in the scene because I remember doing laundry with this dude who I did stand up with. This is L.A. though. Mm-hmm. And I did laundry with this guy and we used to talk all the time and we be and when we we're up at the improv together, we would we cracking jokes together. And then um, I remember seeing him. We, we, we both in the, in the raggy clothes. Yeah. Doing laundry. And, I, and I, I'm walking up to him. I was like, so what's going on? He's like, oh, dude, I just booked a pretty good gig Saturday Night Live. Uh, he just hosted the Emmys last week. Andy Samberg. Oh, my How, goodness. Like, so that's, that, that's why when you say that to tell your people who want to do stand-up, hang in there just and work at it. And I know? think that's a universal truth. Like, yeah. for us, it was stand-up and entertainment. But there might be a kid going, hey, man, I want to be a mechanic. I'm intimidated. Absolutely. Do it. Whatever your passion is, do it. And as right. long as you don't ever give up, it's going to pay off. I agree. I mean, 100%. I mean, it's, it's like it's, it's just it's the hard, It's the cliche, man. You just keep working hard at what you want to do. And um, I mean, even this thing, like who the hell thought that Ellis and I, that's what I'm saying. It's amazing. Beer turning a YouTube channel. into like, this is my job. I love it. That's gotta be one of the coolest jobs in the world. It's pretty cool. It's, it's, 
it is wild wild west type stuff too because you're always the way that kind of youtube works you can't just make money off of youtube right you know you got, like there's but it's about but it, it it's monetization let's be able to it, like you you know on the show too it's, it's it's sponsors and it's it's yeah i'm just starting to get into that yeah stuff. it's all that stuff i mean that's that's where that's where your income comes from and it comes from different places too so if it's so whether it's on your podcast or if it's on your youtube channel or if it's because we can do stuff on our videos like you want always want to do sponsors that's like right to your audience too yes. you, know, you don't want to just take money to take money right <laughs> I was going to just ask you about your American Airlines experience, but oh, that yeah. was the thing that initially bonded us again. Yeah. I was like, Harloff got screwed over. By, oh, I go, man. I just don't want anybody flying with these what guys. I, can I, can so I, it was can the anti- I, I cursed once before. Do you, you keep you, whatever you what want to do? Fucking shit show that thing. <laughs> Holy man. I was, uh, I, so yeah, I'll tell you the story. So basically I went, Fandango, who I work with a lot, they had gotten so an email cool. that um, Sony Pictures wanted me to interview Selena Gomez for, um, for she got in person. Beyond hot, but she's super sweet. She's real. She was really cool. Like sometimes you you, you don't want to meet like the hot girl who's like just a really asshole. Yeah. And she's she wasn't. She was really cool. She was she played around. We played a couple uh, bits, you know, for for the Fandango. Like Weekend Ticket is the name of the series. Cool. And um, how many different things are you filming these days, dude? A lot. You know, it's it's been great. You know, like Fandango just did stuff for Spike TV. Um, working on uh, you know Collider and AMC. It's it's been cool. I mean, this <laughs> that's is so but that's cool. but that's the thing is that you can do that from that that came from YouTube. That came like you remember old school wrestling too. I was talking to Ken yes. Ken Napsok too. I love that kid. He called. He's now he turned his job as a producer on Schmoes. He's now producer at Screen Junkies for Defy Media. Wow. Um, and he and we were talking about like is he and and JTE who's my engineer over there. I love that they, kid too. Yeah, they went to Screen Junkies. Uh, they're like kind of working there full time, and we we're talking about how. Defy is like WWF, and we're like, and Schmoes is like ECW. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I said, tell Vince McMahon he owes Paul Heyman a phone call. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, dude, so the American. <laughs> yeah, the Paul Heyman yeah. in this. That's the greatest compliment. It was the best. I was yeah. loving it. Ken, Ken Napsuck to uh, give you that compliment. But I, yeah, I was on, so Sony flew me to American, on, on American, and it was right where this like technical problem was happening with American First of all. And then yeah. they stuck me in the middle seat, and I'm like 6'1", yeah. and they sat me next to a really big dude, like Kevin Nash big, but, 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 like, but like earthquake fat, you know? <laughs> and so, but nice guy, but just big. Yeah. And then a really smelly lady on my right. So oh, no. right away, not the greatest trip there, but eh, whatever. Get there, have the hotel in Miami, awesome. Really, the food was incredible. Yeah, Miami's awesome. Oh, so good. The experience, so that movie was fine. It was cute. It was like Hotel Transylvania 2. Is, whatever. It, it, yeah, it is whatever. what it is. It is what it is. I basically flew. They flew me in and paid me to go watch a kid's movie and then talk to Selena Gomez. Great. Perfect. Love it. My flight was at 7.50 p.m. the next day. Um, and so I got to, my, my interview wrapped at like 2. So I get I get to the airport at like, I don't know, it was like 4 o'clock. I had hours to kill. I'm like, yep. I'm, I'm sitting around. I finally got on the plane. It's like 7.50. We're ready to take off. We're just sitting around. And the flight attendant, first of all, is going bananas, yelling at everybody. He's one of those guys that's just. You know just, what? I don't think they take care of people there. They're always miserable. One of them was just not on my flight, but always there miserable. was another report on American. They were yelling at a, at a, at a, a soldier. <laughs> you see this? With the service dog. Yeah, unbelievable. But that, but this guy, a is hero, going, two heroes, a two hero. The guy didn't believe him. He no. was like, "I think you're lying." He was like, "I, I have Who are a- you to judge? Go <laughs> serve your coffee." Um, but he, but so this guy uh, is yelling at everybody. So I periscoped it, right? 
and he starts taking the phone. You know that little side phone where you, I don't know who he's calling. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. I don't yeah. Know who they're calling? But they, he just I just keeps, remember that from Tommy Boy. Yeah, right. And he's <laughs> but he's aggressively slamming it, but not talking to anyone and just slamming. Like, why is he yeah. so mad at the phone? So he, that's happening. I'm like, okay, fine. That was entertainment. Let's take off. Yeah. They say there's something wrong with the plane. Here we go. They say stick around for a little bit. Hold on. We're going to get it fixed. And then we're going to take off. 15 minutes later, they come back on. Ah, we're going to have to get everybody off the plane now. Uh, we're, uh, it, it's not a problem that can be fixed with everyone on the plane. <sighs> so then we're in the lobby waiting, 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 waiting in the terminal. And then they come back. Uh, sorry, folks. Doesn't look like it's fixable tonight. We're going to have to put you guys on another plane in about two or three hours. Uh, so it'll be a separate plane. We'll announce the gate. 10.50 rolls around. They put us on the plane. We're sitting around on the plane. And I'm like, okay, here we go. 15, 20 minutes later. And somebody spills gasoline all over the, the runway. I don't know if it was Lloyd Christmas or whoever it was, but they <laughs> spilled it all over the runway. And they're like, well, we can wait for it to clean up. But the problem is the co-pilot has been on shift for too long, and it's against regulation right now. So we're going to have to shift everyone out at 10 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we get off the plane, and now there is a line of 310 people waiting with just – pissed off looks like just the, the how many hours after this is when you were actually supposed to be wheels up oh man this is we were supposed to be 750 at this point it's about five hours later oh my so gosh. we're on so, so we're we're all on the line and now they're telling people what we you know these garbage vouchers they're going to give us for like noah's bagels <laughs> you know and, and so we're we're there and we're waiting we finally get on the line and they're like okay there's literally steve a hotel in the airport. They send us to an Indian gaming reservation uh, about 45 minutes away. And, by, and then they want us to take a shuttle to shuttle there. It, I just said, you know what? Sony's going to pay for the cab. Yeah. And I got in the cab. I Thank went, God you I, have that business experience that was the, That was the thing. So I went there, got about three and a half hours of sleep. Had to steal a lady's lift the next day because she called her an Uber because they called three cabs and none of them came. It was a, uh, it was a nightmare. It was an absolute, absolute nightmare. And then I, I tweeted American Airlines. You saw me. I tweeted like like a mad. Yeah, they don't care. Though they sent me the free flight, but I'm like, why? why? So I got to wait another 27 hours to get from here to Vegas? Yeah. You know, it's like if, it, it was. Yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. Disaster. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. It's really so the, bad. And people's faces. And like when you know it's bad that like when a normal four hour flight, people are like applauding when it lands. I hate when people applaud when Yeah. When, don't applaud. This should be happening. We should right. be landing. Right. <laughs> don't applaud. Because <laughs> yeah. we're alive. Applaud uh, you know, applaud when there's a good dunk. You know? <laughs> anyway. I don't know where to jump from there. It just was such a natural, like, hmm, yep. Yeah, it was hard. Not a good sponsor. No, and you were talking good. about not doing good. all this cool stuff with movies and yeah. this all this new media stuff. But let's get back to, like, who you were as a kid. Yeah. Because it seems like you definitely loved Star Wars, obviously. That's a huge part yeah. of, like, your movie yeah, empire host right a, now. Yeah, host a uh, Star Wars show. Yep. Yeah. What are those shows? With Jedi, Jedi Council? Jedi Council, yes. For, uh, it, it was started on AMC, and now it's on uh, Collider. Okay. Yeah, a Collider Jedi Council. And this is what I, I, in general, yeah. I think little kids were either indoor kids or outside kids, but you seem to me like you would have been like about 50-50. Like it seemed like you probably played sports and hung with your buddies outside and probably yeah. had an awesome BMX bike yeah. and maybe lit a little couple of fires and got into some trouble. But then you're also probably like, what? 
Empire Strikes Back's on. Sorry, can't go out. You're correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and there, I was played baseball all the time. Stickball, really, a lot, too. A lot Did stick- you really play oh, stickball? I love stickball. Stickball. We had, like, leagues. I, was like a, I knew all my stats. <laughs> I was in bicycle shorts hitting 50 home runs a season at PS162. Um, oh, that's so it, New York it, and awesome. It was so great. Like, yeah, I, w- I would play stickball all the time. I'd be playing. Uh, I, was out, I was out often, but, yeah, I was still... I was still geeking out at certain things, for sure. Um, yeah, what was your neighborhood like that you grew up in? You know, it started out pretty... I mean, when I was younger, um, it, the, like I said, it was stickball and all that stuff. We got caught up in a lot of... So there, was there a lot of boys hanging out? Like, you yeah. remember your neighbors? Like, if somebody gave me a piece of paper, yeah. I could draw you all the houses in oh, the neighborhood easily. I grew up in. Easily, yeah, All yeah. the kids that lived in those houses... And then the names of all their dogs. I knew a lot. I would know all that stuff. You would know but all if, that stuff? Yeah, but if somebody asked me who my neighbors are now, I know like four old Not people. LA, yeah. Anybody under 70, I don't talk to in my apartment. No, no, no. I remember my, my neighbor Nancy next door and the Sullivans across the street. Um, yeah, and the, the one kid, Gerald, that really nobody liked. <laughs> That's a great yeah, 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 yeah. Of course Gerald. he had a, Gerald. <laughs> Hello, Gerald. <laughs> I wonder what Gerald's doing right now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's probably flying on American Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the marketing executive. Go, you know what? Cut those jobs. Probably didn't even recognize it. It was probably the flight attendant that was yelling at everybody. Do you know my name <laughs> is Gerald? Up the phone. Yeah, but Gerald was, uh, he lived across the street. And then, but the problem was that my neighborhood, and like when I was going to high school, um, got caught up in like all the, the graffiti gangs and stuff too. Wow. There was a lot. And I got caught up in that crap when I was, when I was younger too. I think our generation, they really, and it's gotten so much worse. Yeah. I hate, I don't want to sound like a cranky old man, but this emphasis like on this like criminal thug culture, like I was a white kid that grew up in the suburbs, yeah. but I got caught up in it. Right. I was like the moron in a Bronx hell, like, I want to shoot somebody too. Yeah. And this is just a gun to do it with. Like, <laughs> really moron. Yeah. You get caught up in that stuff. And I did, I did too. And my other, my other buddies, James and John were like, nah, we're good. We'd, we'd rather just play Sega instead of spray painting walls. Right. Uh, and they were the smart ones, you know, and I did, I got arrested. When Did you really? I, yeah, a cop punched me in the back of the head, and like, I, and my my mom like slapped the crap out of me in the police precinct in front of the cops. And, oh, and I, they must have loved it. They loved. They were cheering like they. Yeah. And, and looking back at myself now, I cheer with them. Yes. But at the time, like, come on, mom. Yeah, it's an interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love how we grow yeah. throughout life, but it's true. You look back and you're probably pissed then, but now you go, oh, I was an idiot. It was, yeah, it was, it was stupid. Yeah. I cringe every once in a while. Like, I'll be having a great day. I'm in my car. Good stuff. And yet I'll just remember something stupid I yeah. said or did. I'm like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Yep. Yeah, I always talk about this one. I mean, that, that doesn't really play into that particular story, but it's the one thing that I did that was so idiotic. I was talking to this girl on the beach one time in Florida. Uh-huh. Right. And I walked up to her like so smooth. I'm like, and it was good. It was it was good game. Like yes. it was definitely good game on, on St. Pete. I'm like, oh, I'm proud of that. I'm like, all right, I'll give you a call later on. And I go to I go to jump, jump in the ocean, right? And I go and I and I jump into the ocean. It's so shallow. The water was there was no there was no water. I just like landed in the sand. <laughs> I, I just I just kept swimming. I just acting like I I, I, I just swam and I just swam like to, I finally caught up to the the where there actually was water and I just like I didn't even look back. I didn't care about uh, her ever calling me again. I just swam and went to go let, see Last Action Hero right afterwards. <laughs> it's so it's never easy. I was on an audition. I guess it was just a week ago, 10 days ago or something. And I saw the, I mean, there was all these cute little kids there and this little girl, I don't know how old she was, three, four years old. And she saw like, I think a little boy she either knew from nursery school or 
an audition. She she was like, Mom, there's like, but she was like, I'm going to go say hi. And then the little girl takes two steps and then she goes, be brave. <laughs> and she walks like this. And then there's a point she goes and just turns around back to her mom. <laughs> and leaves. She was like, it's not happening well, today. Yeah, I wanted to show you that. Speaking of which, because uh, it's crazy, like because I have a, I have a daughter now. So like just that's another thing I wanted to do. Yeah, think about all like, here. Like, this is. You haven't Aww. seen her in a while, right? Yeah, so she's... I remember when she was a baby. Now she's like a little kid. Yeah, we went to... We used to have the... We'd go to Wood Ranch. And when she was like sleeping as a baby, oh yeah, she's four. Oh, my It's crazy. It's nuts. So I, I can't even imagine the heads I'm going to crack with her. I mean, <laughs> God knows who's going to... Who knows? I'm imagining you with like a pinky ring and like Johnny Walker blue in just bathrobe. sitting on the rocks. Exactly. <laughs> Sopranos. <laughs> Season one, yeah. Tony Soprano. Just he gets out of the car. Get out of here. Just turn back around. Make the smart move. Make the smart move. Do you remember uh, Roddy talking about guys coming over to date his daughters? God rest his soul, Roddy. And he was like, imagine you worked really hard yeah. on this pickup truck. <laughs> and then he would just intimidate the boyfriends. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I remember his whole speech about yeah. that. Oh, man, Roddy, that was another thing. I I think I I knew you were when you gave your you gave your, by the way you handled that so beautifully. So Steve, um, we they had a memorial service for Roddy yeah. at the comedy store. What I've always admired about you was just how kind of honest you are and genuine. And thank the, you. The way that you introduced everybody to Roddy's life on the stage it was so great because it wasn't it wasn't just serious. Yeah, it, it shouldn't have been because Roddy wasn't just about being serious. Roddy was about right. enjoying life, having Absolutely. fun. And I wanted to thank you for introducing him to me in my life because you brought him to our Room 5 show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And then and then the other thing is you brought me on to co-host his show with him a bunch mm-hmm. of times. And he just accepted me and he, took me in. He loved you. Yeah, he was, he was the he best. He loved you. I loved, Wasn't he the greatest? He's the best. I, I, was, I, was really, I was really devastated when I, when I heard that. I, I can't st- imagine. I still haven't really dealt with it. No, I, huh? Because he's like one of those guys to me... I just didn't think he would ever not be here because I thought he was indestructible. Right, right. It's like, like your joke. It's like when you, I always, I always remember your joke. You just when you met him for the first time, and then your inner voice. I don't think I should trust him. For sure, that yeah. was that was a real experience. Yeah, because he's like a superhero, man. Yeah. yeah, and the guy, you know, he walked around with a broken neck for like a year. I remember He'd that. Been stabbed. Wow. He would. He went down in a plane crash. Wrestled that night. Yeah. He couldn't even tell me how many car crashes he had been in. It's like, I love that story his daughter told about the rental car on the beach. <laughs> yeah. So good. So funny. Oh, amazing. But yeah, I mean, Roddy, thank you, though, for for introducing me to him because I'm, oh, it's I'm the very least proud I could do. That I, that I, I was trying to think about the, how I met you. I don't remember being in L.A. and not knowing you. Um, we met at the comedy store. We met, it was like during that time when we were all, it was me, you, Ari, uh, Steve, you know, like that was, that, and Brett, like, you know, that Brett, well, Brett Ernst brought me in to the store. Okay. And then, because you and Brett were buddies, and yep. then I remember me, you, Brett, and, and Renazisi all hanging out at the <sighs> same time, like that's, and that's kind of how, and that was like 2001. Yeah, that was like college 2.0. It was yeah. like college, you know, oh, God, so many good times. It was, yeah, because that's when, because I got... I got made a regular at the store in 2002. Yeah, you got made way before any of us. It was, that was, yeah, it was early. Gosh. So if it was 2001, I've known you almost 15 years. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. I know. It just goes like that, man. Just yeah, like, it flies by. Yeah. Like, I do remember being a little kid. I remember being a little kid and 
being my dad used to pull us out of school early to go to big movies. Good like, dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like if That's it was awesome. an opening day of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, he'd be like, "You got a doctor's appointment tomorrow, buddy." <laughs> Because he'd be more excited Dr. than Jones. us. Dr. Jones. Yeah, a meeting with <laughs> Dr. Jones, I presume. So good. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that about like how they like, ever like, go through old memories in your head, and you remember being at a certain place, but you clearly weren't the age that you you know you, you could you could have been like six, but when you think of it, you actually you think as if you were thinking about it in this mindset. Absolutely. Like I remember being at this girl Dana's house. Um, she <laughs> was a great name, Dana and Gerald. Um, but no, Dana was actually really cool though. But Dana's birthday party, and and I remember like looking around and seeing things. But I was like six. But I remember yeah. it now. I'm like, oh yeah, I must have been thinking the same exact way I'd be thinking it now. But oh, what I got to do? I got to check my schedule. I got to get some gas. I'm like, obviously no. not thinking that. But I, you have that young mind. Yeah, but and you know what's crazy about life? I think whatever age you are, you kind of just feel like this is how you live life. Yeah. Like I don't like. I can't believe how old I am right now. I'm yeah. like, I'm an adult, but I, I don't feel that way. And when you're 80, you'll look back at now and go, oh, man, I was so young. That's exactly why yeah. I celebrate every day. Yeah. I remember a couple years ago, it dawned on me that this was the youngest I was ever going to be again and celebrate <laughs> it. And then I remember saying that on stage and people or tweeting it. And somebody yeah. was like, that's really negative. I'm like, no, it's true. Right now, it's as good as it's ever going to get. So go out there and enjoy every <laughs> second of it. Every second of it. Right. Yeah, it's it's. uh it's true, especially and especially having kids, man. Like you, like you do. You watch, you, you. I feel so much younger when I'm with her and older at the same time. Does that make sense? Oh wow! Because it's like you can like we were playing with a Yoda toy uh-huh. yesterday. Yes, and I felt like a little kid playing with the toy again. But then yeah. at the same time, I'm like this person's father, which is nuts. You know, it's like you flash back <sighs> to when your dad's sitting there opening your first toy. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy, but it's awesome. Yeah. One of the games I like to play in my brain is wait a second. When dad was my age, what was he doing? I just did that on the yeah. car ride over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like I had this memory once my dad screwed. Get out of the car. You messed it up. And I'm like, dad, we're going through a car wash. That's not my problem. Jerk off. So, like, I'm getting wet in a car wash. He was just having a miserable day. And then I was like, oh my God, dad was like my age when that yeah. happened. Yeah. And it's true. I, I do that often. Like how old my dad was when he had me. And then where was he like 10 years? Oh, he's playing as a softball coach at 40, all, the, all these things that he was doing. And then looking at the stuff that he's doing now and wondering, oh my God, like my dad is, is the best, but like he is Technology? No. Yeah. He called, this is he called me up. I don't know, especially like two years ago, and he, uh-huh. and he, and he goes, he's like, "Hey, I got a, a problem with the Microsoft Word," and I'm like, "All right, well, let me let me see. Why don't you uh-huh. turn on your, your the, the face cam thing and let me let me?" So he turns on face cam. At least he could figure that out. No, it took a while. Okay. And then I said, "Well, we'll point it at the screen then. If you can't share me any screenshots or anything, he's like, all right, what do, you, what do you see now?" I go, "Dad, I see the top of the, the computer." He's like, "All right, what about now?" I'm like, "Well, it's it's you're, you're too close to the computer. It's pure light. Pull it back. What about now? Now I'm on the side. I'm on I'm on the I'm on the side. I go try it." Again. Again. What do you see now? I see bug spray, Dad. Bug spray? You see bug spray? I'm like, yeah, you're turning it. It's, it's literally pointed to the opposite side of the house at this point. I'm like, just send me the document. And it's like they, they don't. It's, it's, but my daughter, four years old, on the iPad. That's what's going to be interesting. Moving like if an Instagram uh, notification pops up, she just get out. I can't be bothered with this. Slides it away. And meanwhile, my father goes into a panic. You know, yeah, you know. those little kids are so good with technology. Four. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 
It's like I have Matthew so much Project hope. and War Games. <laughs> Shall we play? <laughs> that legitimately, I remember getting a computer from Radio Shack. Me and my brothers. I don't. We didn't have a modem. I didn't know how right, that worked. Right. But we were like, how come we can't change our grades? My little brother's like, I'm trying to instigate World War III. <laughs> like we legitimately yeah. were like, Globo, Thermo, Nuclear, War. <laughs> That movie tried, was awesome. Yeah. I remember my, my buddy Chris Ahern, who's like tremendous he's, name. He's like Kaiser Soze, uh, <laughs> and, and he he is uh, he was like the first kid to figure out like basically what just just texting and instant messaging was, but on computers where you could talk to other people on the computer. Yeah, mind blowing. I mean, this was like yeah. in like the late eighties. Wow, you could do that and like, like talking, first generation email talking to people on the computer through God knows what. And I just thought. Wow, this is incredible! And they had this like wrestling game where they just kept popping up Randy Savage and somebody was like the Mexican standoff. It was it was he was the he was just that kid that just like had everything, you know. Yeah. And whether he got illegally, we still don't know. It's Chris Ahern's it's business. Chris Ahern's business. business. <laughs> yeah, I just went to Vegas with him recently. Oh, you're still buddies with the- yeah, yeah, him, 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 Chris Ahern, John Pinto, and James Paglia. Those are like our my that boys. was your crew. That was my crew. Like back in the it, like. Back in the even when I was like a jerk off in the in the doing the graffiti gangs, they were like, "All right, just come back when you're done being an <laughs> asshole, and then and then we'll we'll talk." And they were they're just. I, How did you meet those guys? Were they neighborhood friends or school friends? James, I met in kindergarten. I've known him probably the longest. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, he and you know married dude, two kids, just a teacher. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, but one of those dudes that like was in uh, just stayed in Queens though. College, yep, home, everything. Just the Queens, Queens dude. And just, I respect that so yeah, much. Yeah, just what he wanted to do, and then, you know, and then he go. We went to Vegas, and everybody in in the in the best way possible. Everybody went bananas, you know. It's yeah. Like, so, um, and then my other buddy John, I met in the fifth grade. And her and I know since the first grade, and he's. So it's kindergarten, I, first grade, and fifth grade. These are all. Yeah, these are these elementary are, school, or did you guys in New York call it grammar school? Grammar school. Yeah, that's yeah, New York, right? School. And Nobody we called elementary. Elementary's too smart for us. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it was it was great. We went to St. Roberts. Tremendous. It was like Oz. <laughs> <laughs> the HBO prison drama. It's where I learned to become a stand-up comedian. It was at, I, I, from after my parents. My parents got divorced when I was in the fifth grade. Okay. And I was studying to be. I was. I was. I wanted to be a good student up until the fifth grade. Yeah. Then it was just like it. It was like. See you later. Like yeah. after that, I'm like, it's my excuse. Say, uh, I'm done. Uh, you became Tupac. You're like, f yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. or less. And it was just, it was, it was the jokes. It, I discovered the. Oh wait, you know, I could, I could rifle a fart off the side of this uh, wood thing. And everybody, <laughs> and everybody, Did you just <laughs> use the term rifle a fart? It's the best. <laughs> rifle a fart off this, of the because the wood chair made such a volume that it, <laughs> that it, that it caused such a ruckus in, in, in that I dude I faked a faint in class because <laughs> that, that, that's like my favorite story is my, my buddy Victor Garcia who oh, these names are all awesome. Victor's such a great name Victor Garcia was a guy that he I, he was like my class he was like my uh, my class clown my, my, if I was the, doing the Farley stuff he was the spade you know oh that's back great in, back in the in, in eight, seventh eighth grade but eighth grade was like my career year it was like <laughs> funniest year of your life suspended twice nuns yelling at me like everything yeah um, so mr pirigo another great name was a guy so he was like great. my he was like my mr belding but like my he was like my arch rival like as where mr belding though was more like he'd help the kids out like yeah. pirigo and i like we it was you mess it, with the bull you're gonna get the horns he's like it, the guy it was, from it breakfast was club. it was bad stuff yeah yeah it was breakfast club stuff and so i had called my mom so many times to pick me up and pretend that i was sick 
that they said even if you're sick you're staying in so you're, you're not unless you're dying you're not you're, you're faking it too many times so yep. so i remember sitting in class going how am i going to get out of school today mm-hmm. so i turned to victor and i go i'm gonna fake a faint so i told victor that when i fell to stand up to make it realistic and say, holy shit, he fainted. Because, <laughs> because if a Catholic kid, school kid screams shit, it's, it's real. Be real. Yep. So I, I said, all right, but I told myself, you crack a smile and you're done. Yeah. So, like, just go out. And you so, have, this has to be, there will be blood, Lincoln, this, yeah, Daniel yeah. Day Lewis stuff. Drink your milkshake. So I'm sitting on, and then I'm like, all right, it's, it's now or never. And I just toppled over. Fell back, and I just hear the commotion. I hear, holy shit, he fainted. I hear the commotion, people screaming, yelling. My, my grade, my class were a bunch of maniacs. I remember this kid, Patrick Murray, and he, would, he ran out and just because he was his excuse to, it was like, you know, caged animals. And he started running up and down the hallways outside just screaming. For no reason, just because I fell and like, and I and I I'm out, I'm, I'm out cold, laying on the floor, right? And I'm thinking, don't, don't say anything. And because I remember Mr. Pierre coming up to me, hitting me on the neck, and going, "You better not be faking. You're not be faking." And then he's looking, and then it was like this victorious thing. He looks at me and he puts his arm on me. He's like, "You're going to the principal," and in a supporting way. Wow. So I'm downstairs and I'm just thinking, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And they call my mom. I get in there and I'm just like, all right. And I just played like Nintendo for the rest of the day. Um, oh, and, that's awesome. And she, my mom knows. She's like, you weren't sick. <laughs> she's like, she's like, she didn't believe it for a second. But, but uh, yeah, that was, that was one of the many things that I did. At, uh, I remember my buddy Brian chucked up like a, a, a piece of clay up onto the ceiling. <laughs> I, for, I forgot all yeah. that. And How it, much fun was, was clay? So it was like, when we went to art class and I was like, Clay. It was a green piece of clay, and it and it was a piece of brownie that stood. And that Brian threw up both of those, <laughs> and the teachers never noticed it. So we'd always, if we wanted a good laugh, we'd look up and just start cracking up. And the other thing we would do, so good, Mr. Pirigo would would separate us because Brian and I again would be Farley and Spade, more or less, because Victor Victor was when Victor and I weren't just that. Brian was was the other guy and. Brian moves his chair. They were we had those really like remember those side by side wood desks where they like squares with the two, with the pegs, but they they, they would kind of join them next to one yes. another, and then you could put all your crap on the side here. Yes. So Brian and I, but they could separate. So I'm gonna get those desks made for grownups. Please do. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> you and I, next time we do this show, we'll do one from those desks. Oh, it'd be great. Was, so I don't remember. We we'd be talking and cracking jokes, and Pierre would go would go. All right, Brian. Take your desk and put it all the way in the back. And so, and I would be up kind of where you are. Uh-huh. So Pirago would be teaching and Brian would go like this. He'd be moving up <laughs> inch by inch. And then by the end of it, Pirago had to have something wrong with him because at one point they'd be, they'd be next to one another and we'd be next to one another and he'd be like, Brian, I told you to get back there. Mr. Pirago, you told me to come back here like 10 minutes ago. And he's like, all right, right, right. He turned back around and he'd forget about it. Like he hit his head on a flag, and I used to, <laughs> and I, and, and he's a ball guy, so I used to go, oh. and I'd make the whole class start to go, hoff, and then head on flag. And so, hoff. So every time he did it, you'd hear the hoff, and he had no idea what it meant, but the whole like 20, 30 kids going, hoff. Oh, there's nothing better than being was, in on it. Oh, so when you're good. like 13, like I bet there was nerd kids in that class that the highlight of their day was going, Oh. Yeah, it was. It's like, true. I'm friends with Christian Harlock, so <laughs> I know what it means. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the scoop. I got, I got, the, I got the little paper note. 
being included is the one of the best feelings in life. Yeah, like when you're in on it. No, it's, it's the, the best. best. Did you have? Did you have a your? Do you remember your first crush in uh, in in? Oh, I had crushes forever. Do you remember your first one though? In in uh, what you, you like call it, elementary grammar, grammar school? I, I remember I had a crush on the little girl that lived next door. Okay, when I was like five or six, Trisha Erickson, and then I remember. We were playing tag, and I got out of control like an animal because I grew up with brothers. Yeah. She had, like, four brothers that were all big. Right, but right, I right. remember we were playing, like, tag or something, and I yanked her I yanked her pants down. And I think because <laughs> even in my little filthy brain, even at, like, five or six, I wanted you to scored. see Hermione. You scored. And then I remember my parents made me, and this is so humiliating. I remember walking next door, knocking on the door to apologize. Oh, because you and her dad yeah. just trying to keep a straight face because I'm like this five year old kid trying to explain That's what happened. Hysterical. That's I never so... got away with anything. No, I either had to apologize or I got caught. Oh, so good. Yeah, Patricia Erickson, and was I remember making out with her. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so you, you, but then I remember there were kids down at the Anthony Falcone and this kid Keith that lived across the street. Such were like, Philly wait, names. Such yeah. Philly names. They were like, wait, did do you do this? She used to call it the secret. She was like, you can't tell anybody this is a secret. Cause she, I think because she knew there was all, she had older brothers uh -huh. that told her. What, yeah. She was like six. No, she was an older woman. Six? Too. You were making out with her at six? Yeah, she was a year older than me. Wait, made out like totally? No, please. Out? Okay. I don't know what I was she doing. She was kissing. Yeah, I don't know what. what six, that's, six, six is, is super young. And please, it was at you. least 12 years after that before it happened again. <laughs> And weird when it happens when you're 18, you're like, now it's going to be hard to compete me with my last one. Look, oh, my life's been. We were in the middle of a romper room. Painfully, comedically funny. Yeah, so good. Yeah, but then I remember she was making out with all the other kids in the neighborhood, too. Maybe that's where my distrust of women comes from. Could be. I remember Anthony and Keith, you were like, we were like, are you kidding? This, I was about to say a bad word. She's running around with all of us. She's embarrassing you, all of us. You should. You should. Maybe. Maybe that's what you should do now. Maybe you should pull people's pants down first. <laughs> so I just wanted to see your hiney. So, I think that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, it's all across. The it was a part of tag. I remember yeah. playing tag. Got out of control. I believe maybe t uh, TV tag. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that worked, but I think you tag somebody. And you had to say a TV show. Mm -hmm. I, I deal with my I deal with my crushes the same way I deal with everybody. Like I remember my first crush ever, like the girl, the one girl I was just like, um, you know, whatever, however well, the fifth grade, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna marry this girl. Yeah, this girl Vanessa Guilford, right? Great name. Um, just uh, and she and I re recently because we had a reunion uh, like for St. Robert's, like I don't know, it was a couple of years ago, and she's like, yeah. you're the first boy that ever asked me out, and guess what I asked her to do? Pizza. Perfect. Of course, I asked her to get pizza, right? Because you know, hey, look, yeah. if the conversation's terrible, right. and it's not. At least she got the pizza. That's true. I, and and I said we still said no. Um, yeah, she said no. I couldn't get. I couldn't pull. I couldn't pull girls when I was in Me in grammar school. I, I Kelly York and I got ice cream in fourth grade. Oh, really? That was it. See, I started. I started doing well. I started doing well in. Uh, well, I had a serious girlfriend. You remember? Do you remember my ex girlfriend, Teresa? I think you met her a couple times. But anyway, she. I but I met her in high school. But then. It was when I went to college. I started getting more confidence and stuff too. That's why I, I did still well. don't have the confidence. You know? See, I, I picked no. it up. I picked it up in college. It would come and go with, with me. The it would come in waves. Yeah. yeah, and I was I got chubby, and then I had acne, and then there was just no confidence. 
And I remember everybody would, if you even liked a girl, people would find out and just break your balls. Oh, they yeah, would, yeah, yeah. They'd give you the business. So I just, I, even now when you said who was your first crush, I went back to kindergarten because that wasn't a real crush. Right. But like fifth grade, sixth, seventh, eighth, I'm still afraid that one of my friends is listening to this and they're going to call and be like, you know, she would never like you. And I'm like, bro, I'm 40 now. <laughs> That's true. Oh, dude, but it's every, still. All my friends broke my balls about Vanessa because I couldn't because I couldn't get her. Yeah. And like I knew some of my friends that did. And Ugh. then. Yeah, just it was it was one of it's those. It never things. gets easy. It's never no. good. It's a. I was at the gym yesterday, and there's a girl I just have a crush on. There's actually a couple there that are just they just seem pretty at and nice. Gym? Yeah, yeah. And there's this one girl who's like attainable hot. Like to me, she's gorgeous. But I remember showing my buddy Lee, and he was like, "You you've dated girls way prettier than that. All all of your girlfriends have been prettier than that." Right. And I'm like. You think? <laughs> so and then I, I saw her and I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to ask this girl out. And then I went to, and I had to psych myself up. So I'm talking to myself. And yeah. I went to the water fountain and I turned around and she was right there. And I was like, I'll ask her tomorrow. <laughs> uh, have you asked her since? No. Why? I'm too nerv- nervous. Really? And then there's a girl that's legit, like model pretty. Yeah. And But I was like, and then she came up to me and started asking me if I was using equipment and then I just I don't know what happened. Like it's like I use memory. But yeah, I lose my hearing yeah. and and I don't know where I am. Right. And I was just like, yeah, I'm done. Did you did you see Inside Out? No, I haven't seen it yet. There's a scene. So you know what? It's basically Herman's head, kind of where perfect. So at the the there's the one scene at the very end where the story really follows this girl and the thoughts inside of her head. But at the very end, there's a she, she, I don't know, she's like 11 or something. Uh-huh. But there's a, a kid who, who who's walking by. She plays hockey. So she bumps into him and she's like, oh, excuse me. And then you see the inside thoughts of the kid. And it's all of his emotions going, girl, girl, yeah. girl. Like the alarms are going off in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, dude? I was like 30. Until I realized, no, that's a lie. It wasn't until I really had a serious girlfriend and I got to know a girl, like, as a, a lot. And she was like, no, it's not easy for us either. Right. I was like, wait, you've gotten nervous around boys? She was like, yes. Right. Yeah, and then, play, like, they I play started, it off better. Yes. They're, well, in my brain, they're just better at everything. Right. Am I like, little savage monkey brain i'm like <laughs> they look better they smell better they're definitely smarter they know how to get stuff done right yeah i mean that's that's exactly right i think i just i got rid of worrying about it i think after uh it was really kind of after high school i just stopped caring and i did better because see I that's caring. what's great and that's i've done so much like when i started to do better with stand-up and girls would come up to me yeah. great right and then i remember for years i was like i don't think i'm even capable of feeling that like nervous in my chest feeling right. like not that i'm like joe rockstar cool guy but, no, but like, I know whatever right 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 and then every once in a while a chick will come along and i'm like let's <laughs> walk right by her there are certain ones that yeah just, it just yeah. shakes you yeah, like totally. there was a girl i dated like even if i see her i get nervous to this day right and i we, she was my girlfriend, right, right. and I'm still like, gotta go, yeah. gotta go to karate class. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, I texted Eliza yesterday. I'm like, what's the least creepy way to hit on a girl at the gym? And she gave me like some terrible girl yeah, advice, yeah, like, yeah. wait till she's done working out. Da, da, da. And I was like, that'll never work. I was just gonna grab her by the hand to go, come with me if you want to live. Like, I was like, <laughs> legit, you legit, try to like trying her. to be an act. Yeah, it's trying to be an action hero. Trying to convince her that there's actually robots here to destroy the world. Be better, be better than to wait for her. I've been on a treadmill throwing punches like I'm Rocky. Like, and I'm like, what are you doing? Maybe she, thinks, she thinks I'm fighting Mayweather next. <laughs> Complete moron. Yeah, uh, so good. they have all the power. Yeah. God, all right. Yeah. I know you're. 
No, do you have t- some yeah, time? yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I our new studio is uh, it's it's pretty close here. So okay, I got a fifteen twenty minutes for sure. Perfect. Yeah. All right, because Halloween's coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember your early Halloween experiences? The good times. Absolutely. Let's get into uh, that, dude. I have a picture of myself that my my wife actually took, found it. Uh, it was going to use it for my my invites for my fortieth birthday party, but didn't didn't do it. Um, it's me dressed up as Yoda. Oh when my god! Super young. Um, I remember that. And I also remember dressing up as Godzilla. Those were oh the two. my god! They're two of the greatest costumes of all time. Those were the two that I absolutely remember, and I remember wanting my and it was and they're like the the really the the the, the mask with the string around yes. it that, that, that would like give you a hemorrhage like as if it's wrapped yes. on your head too tight but they're those really cheap strings um yep. that they cost what probably like 36 cents to to make and cost you like seven bucks oh they used to hammer us oh for- man but so yeah i remember those and then i can still remember the smell of like the plastic that yes. you put over like the, yes that, uh, that vinyl yeah, plastic yeah and thinking that it was it looked legit like, yes and i remember seeing all these boxes stacked up i remember that feeling of the Halloween decorations are out. Yeah. Oh, it was yep. the best. Yeah. So I remember for sure. And then as I got older, it turned into, and I actually enjoyed it, even though it was scary, and I'm sure it was the same in Philly, was it went from I need a Snickers bar out of the door to I got to go get some eggs and shaving cream. Yes. Because shaving cream. Eggs and shaving cream. It was, it, it, it was called bombing. Like everybody, like you would be, you'd have to go with your, you, you know who your crew was. You yes. got to get the guy that, that was great at short distance. You'd have to get the long, <laughs> you got to get the sniper with you. You're putting together a team like a, like a team of you, Navy you'd SEALs. You'd have to because you got to get that one guy that would, so basically what it was is you'd have, you'd have a pack of let's say five to 15 people that you'd be running with and then you'd go up against other people throughout the neighborhoods who had eggs and shaving cream and stuff. So so like you would you'd set up some of your boys like okay go around the corner there because they know these guys are going to come around the corner here <laughs> and then like they would come around towards us but they wouldn't see the guy across the street and then the guys start hammering them with eggs from from the side and while they're covered up you hit them with the shaving cream from the side and it was just it was war, it was world war three on the streets of queens <laughs> i'm imagining you like hannibal with a cigar <laughs> i love it when a plan comes together it's, it was it was man it was it was great and we have like but it got scary though, for sure. Like when the older kids came out. You oh, know? nothing like, scarier than teenagers around Halloween. So like, why is that forty-year-old there? <laughs> <laughs> I love kicking the crap out of these kids because you don't even know because because kids get nasty with stuff too. Like you might think that's just an egg and some shaving cream in there, but who knows what that kid was doing with that stuff? Yeah, yeah, no idea. Yeah, there's always people that take it too far. Absolutely, but that's that's what Halloween was. Teenage wise, but younger, it was getting excited for the caramel apples. So much fun! There, again, there's a lot. I mean, this, this is the dark place my brain goes to too. It's, it's called good times. Yeah, I think of those those morons that were that would stick razors in the in the in the apples and stuff. Uh, Do you remember I remember hearing shit? those stories. Oh, I never got caught ones. My my mom was just like, "Oh no, let me check." My let mom would check. check everything. Yeah, yeah, my mom was everything. Old. My mom was on it. We weren't eating anything. Yep. It was like if if it's not celery. <laughs> I remember, well, dude, I'm doing so much stand up now based on how awesome moms are. Because, like, I was on stage for uh, Mother's Day a couple years ago, and I felt the audience turn on me when I said Happy Mother's Day. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? In oh, our- why? They weren't into it. We're in LA, a lot of angry people. And to this day, like, I'll do the quote unquote the mom material. turn on you for saying Happy Mother's Day? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. I could feel them pull back. Like, well, you know what I think it is? Uh, a lot of people are, are in pain. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate for the family I have. 
very fortunate for the childhood I had. Not that it was all perfect. Right. And my parents are far from perfect But you pulled a lot of fun memories out of it. Yeah, exactly. Some people that look back at their childhood and and it's just like this green shield goes up. So it just blocks you, tries to push you right back into the now because you don't want to go there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people have a lot of anger. Wow. A lot of anger. So you basically performed for the cast of Girl Interrupted that night. I don't, bro, I don't know. (laughs) This city sometimes it's, it's, and it's not, I, I often say this city, but. I think it's where we are in this moment in history right now yeah. where I think a lot of people are miserable and angry and scared and we need to bring up family, not to sound like some politician family values, mm-hmm. but it's like you need to know that you belong somewhere. You right. need to know that you're loved. Right. And that's that's where the mo- – I mean when you think about all the stuff mo- – like your mom knew you were lying when the principal oh, didn't, yeah. your teacher didn't. Yeah, yeah. And I have a joke. I remember I did it once on stage, and I'm like, I have to bring this back. I remember walking in, like, from drinking beer when I was, like, in high school. And my mom would be like, where were you? And I was like, we're in the woods drinking beer. Like, she just had a way where right. she could just get She's it. She's like Jedi mind trick. Yeah, je- yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Moms yeah. have special powers. Yeah, yeah it's you true. Go through all your candy. You know the patience you need? Right. Yeah, I know. It's true. For, was, oh, it was, it was, it, she had already predetermined that's what she was going to do. Like, in July, she yep. knew that, that that once October came, you can go and ask for everything you want from the, these doors, but you it's not, it's it's like you're going through security. She, my mom is who they should have hired. <laughs> she first generation TSA. They should have hired her at TSA. <laughs> they should have cloned my mom and had her at, T, at TSA because that's the, what. Where do you think you're going? Oh, oh no, get back, get back online. It's like uh, yeah, the best. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think they should replace TSA with all moms. Moms, that'd be amazing because it'd be so much nicer, so yeah. much easier, right. and you wouldn't get by. It. They would know everything. No, they know just from. Okay, look, just go put the knife back in your car. Be smart <laughs> about this, okay, honey? Yeah. You sure you want to do this? Yes, because uh, I mean the people they have now. I love Sebastian's. Which I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, he's, just, he's it's, it's a, the funny one of the funniest people of all time. I just introduced my wife to his comedy because they're on such the same wavelength. She she wants she's begging me to go see him live because she loves him so. He's amazing. He's so good, but like he, I think he's the next guy to take over the world. He's so good, but he's like, just he's just like he goes. This is who you have running our security. <laughs> you 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 go there hoping to be safe. And you get this guy. He does that face. The guy was just like, and, and his hair is like all going wild. It's just like, because he's right. From the second he pops out, the people that they hire, it's they just throw him like three dollars an hour or whatever. It's like, yeah, go protect, go go protect the United States. Frightening. <laughs> like, that's why the same thing. Like it, I equated to Comic Con, uh, okay, San Diego Comic Con. When you go, the difference between the 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 company that runs San Diego Comic Con and, and Disney. Right, Disney does a does a uh, their own con called D twenty three every two years. It just happened, right? And then you got San Diego Comic Con. You go to D twenty three, and the people working the doors, suits, sunglasses, like the agents of Shield. Right? <laughs> like they're like they, they look, they they know they scan like your mom, like you said, like you're saying before, like they they know if you're doing something or they 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 have they have conversations you like individuals. Yes. And then you get these mutants. <laughs> that are hired at a like there's some some of them are very nice people yeah some of them are super super nice people but some people that they hire they i don't know where they found them yeah it's just like because they get this rush of power that they don't really have i saw the best thing i ever saw was this woman who was thought she had all this power yelling at Catwoman. 
a woman dressed oh. up as cosplay, and I have it. I have it on video. It's oh, amazing. that's awesome! And she's screaming at her like, "You don't understand what I'm going to be able to do." She run, and she runs out. And Catwoman is supposed to look intimidating. First of all, it's Catwoman. Yeah. Second of all, she's was just, it a hot Catwoman? It was a hot Catwoman, okay. and it was amazing. But they just, if you want your event to seem like you know, because San Diego Comic Con is a huge. Big, and That's as big as it gets. People are the amount of money involved. No, and they're in sneaking in. People sneaking footage in and all, are getting footage out of there because the people that they're hiring. Huh. And like I said, I know a lot of workers there at San Diego Comic Con that do work there that are great people. Yes, and that are and don't over abuse the power and are just doing their jobs because they yes. they just they want work and they yeah. and they follow and they and they follow it accordingly. But then you get these people that they hire. That's just like they they just abuse their power and they're screaming at people and yelling at people and they and they take money at the door. It's it's it's, it's a mess. But then it's a di- that's what I'm saying. The difference between Disney, the you can do it right. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. But you're right. Mom should run everything. Yeah, they really should. Mom's and Sebastian. Sebastian should be the president. And the mom should be vice president. <laughs> yeah. I'll vote I'd for vote for that party yeah. ticket yeah. anytime. Absolutely. Uh, buddy, I got to get to Children's Hospital. Yeah, this man. This was incredible. Was I can't thank you enough. Yeah, anytime. Uh, what's your Twitter? To rattle off some of the shows you want to promote, yeah, yeah, any sure. of that stuff. Um, check me out on Twitter at Christian K R I S T I A N Harloff, and um, yeah, same thing with Instagram. And if you check out Schmoes, no, I'd love to have you guys subscribe there and let me know that you uh, you found me on Good Times because I always I love uh, love that I finally got to talk to my buddy Steve. Like we said, man, we uh, we've been we two thousand. 2001. It's crazy. crazy. When I, did I know you? The years, <laughs> you never let yes, me down. True. Did I know you? Did I know you before or after I started writing for WWE? I think after, right? After. Right after. That was the, so. That was the so. Then we met like right in the beginning of 2002. Yep. Yeah. Yes, and I remember vividly. Now I remember hearing that WWE's. There was a pizza place that was pretty legit on Melrose. I forget what it was called, but they had homemade delicious. Yes. Yep. And they did comedy one night next door. Yes. Like yeah, in the yeah, cigar that, lounge. That, you know, that was me. That's one of the nights that I met you. It was me, yes. you, and Ernst. And, and like Tammy Pescatelli yeah. yep. ran his yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like the San Gennaro Festival. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> from, that's this weekend, by the way. Oh, is it really? Here, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, right. yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate I love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Once again, Michael Anthony for those vocals. So good. Man, Helen's great. Every time I hear that song and they say, Mommy doesn't need no little boys. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that why you picked the song for the show? It's like, it just, imagine, like, I, no, it's just from the good times. And you know, it's because the word good times is in it. Oh, yeah. No, I know that. But it just, since, since you talk about the good times, about being younger, every, every, maybe it's not even about the podcast, but just every time I'm here and I hear that, that's like the line that I focus on. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes, like, you can listen to a, th- a song a thousand times yeah. and you pick up something new or you go, oh, that's what this guy meant. Or, like, last night, for whatever reason, I don't even know what started it. But I, I was on YouTube. And it went out first. My YouTube app wasn't more. I had to, whatever. Oh. And I had that panic attack I would have when I was eight. Like, TV's out. No. <laughs> the worst I have feeling. To read. No, I'm not going to read or have Mom, a t- I'm not going to talk read. to my brother. Um, and uh, I was watching the that last eight minutes of the Soprano series. And when AJ walks into the restaurant, he was like, no, isn't that what you said? To always remember the good times. Yeah. And which is the clip that we chose. I forgot. Because, like, 
we chose that clip when we first started the podcast and I don't listen to the production that you do until yeah. I go back and go, oh, like I want to hear this podcast because I sometimes get nervous listening to stuff. Oh, but yeah. yeah, good times. Just focus on the good stuff in life. There's always a reason to be miserable, but the reason why I put this out every week is because I'm trying to get you guys to just be reminded that this is all gift, man, and there's something to celebrate every day. What are you going to celebrate this weekend other than Paula's mom's birthday? Let's see. Trace Leche's cake. What's better than that? Ooh. Football. Football is exciting. I, I'm just I've been happy recently. I don't good. I don't really have anything in specific specifically that I'm going to celebrate. What about you? Anything that you're? I'm just happy so about? happy for everything, and I just got. I'm going to be performing tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, three nights in a row at the comedy store and the improv tonight. Whenever I get a spot at the improv, that makes because the comedy store is my home. Yeah, like I don't even consider that performing. It's just like oh, I'm going to go hang out at the clubhouse. Right. But like when I get a spot from the improv, it makes me feel like I'm in show business. You are in show business. You. So it's really sweet. I'm just so grateful. Well, I'm happy for you with the show, man. It's a. Uh, did they tell you when it's going to air around? Sometime in February. Okay, great. Yeah, and it was such a good set. I'm glad that I got to put my message out there. And I, I did a great podcast today with Christina. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, we do have an obligation to sort of put our thoughts out there and hopefully change the way people are living. You know, I think there's just a profound sadness out there. And I want to combat that. It's interesting. It would have been interesting to do one with her before, like way before she was pregnant. Yeah. It, being seven months pregnant, it must give a whole different uh, outlook on her memories. Yeah. Of being a child. So I'm excited for, to hear that one. Dude, I can't. Her and Tom are going to be the best parents. They're just so cool. They're such a good couple. It makes me go, okay, this is possible. You can do this. You can be a comedian and have a normal life too and be a oh, good yeah. person. You can be successful and be a good person. Like Segura's got another Netflix special coming out. I remember when my buddy Corey was hanging out. He was just like amusing himself on Netflix and he was like, who's this guy? And then Segura crippled him with laughter. He's like, finally, somebody funny. Oh, yeah. It's like his favorite comedian. Oh, that's Maybe so I should nice. get him an autograph and send it to him. <laughs> That'd be nice. Corey, if you're listening, if I ever get you a Tom Segura autograph, you have to act surprised when you get it. <laughs> I hate – I never tell anyone what a gift is. Wait, we should almost start doing two podcasts because it's like we do the – I do the interview and what – remember we were like we're going to do a short intro and oh, what yeah. was it, 35 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> we get that from Ari though, right? Kind of. Ari mean, does long intros. Sometimes there's long the ones and short ones. I don't think we, – we never mean to but then like I'm not going to – Not talk. Yeah, and it's – See, this is an – okay, I love recording the podcast because it's a chance to hang out with you. Yeah, it's fun. It's great. It is fun. It's just fun to see your buddies. And have fun – and then just have fun conversations and – Yeah. Yeah, it's – it's you know, it's not like PBS and this show is brought to – yeah. That's my sneezing – I mean my snoring, boring voice. I can't – my mom loves PBS and like NPR, all oh, that yeah. stuff. For real grown ups. <laughs> I like NPR. That makes me that's another thing. Like performing at the improv makes me feel like I'm in show business. NPR makes me feel like I get it. I'm like, mm, no, I enjoy this. I must be smart too. That's <laughs> the best. Same thing with I don't even think about classical music or opera anymore. It's my favorite. Oh, you like it? Love it. I'm out of my mind. Like, I'm either finally maturing or I'm a very dangerous person. It could be both. But I love like cooking to Pavarotti or Pla- uh, Placido Domingo or Do you sing along? Bocelli. No, I don't know the words. But yeah, sometimes I go, oh, I love it. <laughs> if I had a little wine and you can smell the, the garlic, it's the greatest. 
See, that's that's like when you, we were talking. I need to find an Italian girl with pudgy little fingers just rolling out homemade oh. pasta. And we were, we were talking earlier how like how you eat alone and you know sometimes it's sad when you eat alone. But then just do stuff like that. Just have yeah, fun in your degraded. kitchen by oh, yourself. Dude, I have fun. I like being alone. Oh yeah, me, I oh. love hanging out by myself. I I really do enjoy just making yourself laugh. Yeah, have fun. It's awesome. Well, I they, go to Imagination Land. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, are you gonna go to Imagination Land? Oh, is that what your dad called it? <laughs> no, I'm, I don't know. No, no loose women are heavy drinking. Lee, what do you want to promote before we get out of here? Just that's it. Just my podcast, Flying Jew Radio. Uh, Augustino was on, and uh, we gotta get time. Augustino on this. I'm sure he would do it. Yeah, I did before we did this. I did a practice episode with him a long time ago. So I got to get him on a real episode. All right. I love you, buddies. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yesterday was such an easy game for you to play.